Welcome to the Jazz Notes Podcast. I am your host, James Stratton, and tonight we're going to go over the game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Utah Jazz, and the Jazz are still on the road, and they are in Milwaukee with a 4-4 record, and the Milwaukee Bucks have a 5-3 record. The Milwaukee Bucks are also a very hot and fiery team with the number one offensive rating, so this isn't going to be a great game if we don't know how to play defense like we haven't. Uh, we kind of showed that in New York and in Brooklyn. Uh, basically the same thing, right? It's just a borough of New York, right? <laughs> uh, that's dumb. Anyways, so let's get into the game. So before we start, what were you doing in December 2015? Um, I just moved from Utah to Colorado and... <laughs> I, I started off this job. I stopped going to Utah State. I was uh, uh, doing a professional pilot's course out there, and I got a full-time job in Colorado that I didn't feel like I wanted to turn down because the wife and I decided we it was time to start a family, and we both made the pledge that we won't you know, try for kids if neither of us had a full-time job, which we didn't. So we felt we were ready. Um, I loved the decision I made. I didn't finish, finish uh, my degree at all. But um, got to start off my life well. Well, why do I ask, what were you doing in December 15? So if you can think about it for a second. That's the last time Joe Ingles was out for a game, was in that time frame. He is out for the first time in 418 games. That's including playoff games. They're saying the regular season stat is uh, 384, but... 418 is still a pretty big number because you have to count all the playoff games he participated in as well. But anyways, he's not suiting up today to to a Kaylee sprain. Uh, don't want to do that because that's how um, Clay Thompson is out this season. It's a it's a very it's a very unique uh, muscle. So if you pull that Kaylee's tendon and, and uh, or, or tear it, you're, you're out for a while. I mean, you can still walk and everything, but you're definitely not on 100% and you're not getting your push-off speed or anything. And you're just miserable because of, uh, from what I've heard from people, you feel okay, but at the same time, just feel like you can't do everything. So I think that's would be the most frustrating um, uh, aspect of it. And if I, I'm looking at right now, uh, if I... Remember right, I think Markel uh, Fultz went down uh, with the Achilles t- t- tendon tear uh, just a little bit ago. Um, I'm looking that up right now to see if I can talk while I'm researching it. So, so uh, I mean, this isn't a stat that's going to be remembered uh, for a long time. So um, I, I think it's a really good decision for Joe to sit out this game, especially if he's not feeling um, a... 100% on that tear because you just never know. I mean, Kevin Durant had the same thing as well. You saw him walk off the court, so a lot of people are like, oh, thank, thank goodness it's not too serious. It's it's not, but at the same time, um, it, it, it could be a big thing. And seeing how it's his non-dominant foot, you know, it's it's, it's a little... Um, it, well, it's a good thing that he sat out this game. So anyways, started off longer than I wanted to. So let's get into our first quarter. Oh, Markel Fultz. Fultz. Uh, uh, had a left ACL tear, so um, thoughts to him. 
hopefully for speedy recovery because he has been killing it this season so far. And uh, a lot of people didn't think he deserved a second chance from blowing it with Philly, but he has rebounded uh, rebounded this, this season, and it's sad to see him go down so early. So let's get into the game. So first quarter... The Bucks start off just attacking the rim. They must have, they must have took notes from the Brooklyn Nets, and they must have took notes from the uh, New York Knicks about how to beat this Jazz team because they have not been able to stop anything there those last two games. And um, but um, after two quick buckets inside, uh, they end up going two for five early. So the Jazz really uh, correct themselves, which was one of my criticisms last podcast where I ranted and raved if you couldn't tell i'm a lot happier this time around for some reason and but it's a good thing to see them adjust and they really adjusted um the one thing that i don't like about Giannis, which i mean to be honest he's very good at it is his drive in to the paint i mean he is going full speed he is like a rhino who is ready to take it out everyone. He's swinging his elbows as he's going in, which would draw fouls if you're trying to reach him for the ball. And it's very clever. It is a very smart uh, move that he does by just um, really charging because people won't want to take a charge seeing this big, fast man speeding down the lane towards them it's going to be a lot more hesitant for people to set their feet and just take that full-on charge and then at the same time he doesn't want to get people to reach in and steal the basketball from him so he swings his arms frantically so whatever happens someone's grabbing his arm incidentally and he can draw a foul a shooting foul very well and he can make the basketball he can follow through a foul shot or getting mugged to the rim and he can make it. So that's very dangerous to have a player like that. And the Bucks were very smart drafting this guy. And he he has risen through the ranks. Very incredible. And I have nothing but respect for him. I just don't like playing against him. <laughs> but um, the, the Jazz adjust a bit. Um, it's basically, Giannis, from the beginning, he does have two and ones uh, after after early start. Um, one, one at the beginning. And uh, after that, uh, when I wrote that, the Jazz go on an 11-0 run uh, after going down 5-0 to early, thanks to just a better stop on the inside defensive. I mean, Giannis is still getting in there. He's still getting the shots he wants to get. Um, and um, it, it's just really good to see that the Jazz adjusted and aren't just letting the one thing kill us. So um, all the Bucks buckets have come from inside the paint so far. Uh, all but one is from Giannis and Jazz at times also just don't seem to try to stop him just let I mean try to hack him going through but that doesn't really work Um, he gets another and one you know as a part of it and then he misses another and one opportunity so three three times where he's driven down the lane and he's gotten fouled and he made the basket so um but anyways, the three ball is dropping for the Jazz early. Um, they start off with the game six of ten. You heard you heard me right, six of ten. That's six free or three pointers so far. Not and it's not even halfway through uh, when I wrote that down because halfway through the Jazz are up twenty to fourteen, and uh, right after I typed that down, Bogey makes another three pointer. So it's really good to see he is not wearing that wrist brace anymore. Maybe he relied on it too much. 
and uh, he just needed that one game. But anyways, let's just not make assumptions and hope that he has that consistency back. And it would be really nice just have that back and not have to worry about him because I would just remember last season, like, man, Bogey didn't do anything for us this game. And then looking at the stat line, go, man, he got 20 points for us. And it, it just seemed like that every single time. Just a quiet 20. No one thinks about it. I, I mean, Conley did this game. He wasn't overly impressive, but he got, I believe, 16 points and just didn't really know that. And it's just great to have that on your team where uh, the, the offense is just clicking so well where the defense is only concentrating on Donovan, but it's all these other core players that are contributing to the, to the scoreboard. So it's really nice. Um, but anyways, on the offensive side, and I'm talking a lot about offense because there hasn't been much defense um, <laughs> this game, um, the offensive strategy on both sides this first quarter is completely opposite. Uh, the Bucks are only shooting and scoring inside. Um, at the time I wrote this, the Bucks had 20 points inside the paint, just the paint area, uh, to the to the total points of 24. So they only had four points outside the paint. And one's kind of like, eh, because it, it was just outside the paint. So um, if you want to count everything, that's pretty much all the points were in the paint because the other two points were from free throws. So on the other side of the court, it's the Jazz shooting mainly only from the three-pointer. I believe their first 15 shots or 17 shots, 15 of them were three-pointers. I mean, that is crazy. But at the same time, the Bucks aren't guarding it. So I can't criticize it. I'm like, hey, you try to drive it when you're making all these threes because they're over 50% at this time. Um, so uh, with all these point or paint points that are going in to this first quarter, Rudy Gilbert probably set out a good good portion of that those 20 points so you can't really fault him at all for it um at the same time you know he's he's worrying about brooke lopez who just likes to camp out at the the corner or the junction three-point line area and at the same time he knows that all Giannis is gonna do is just drive in the lane so the favors comes in for a little bit and it just takes over for the big area or the bigs area at the end of the quarter. And the Jazz are up 31, 34 to 31 um, with the Jazz scoring 27 threes, so nine three-pointers just in that quarter. And the Bucks still kept on their 20-point 20, uh, 20 paints, or paint, paint points. Wow. <laughs> and um, it, it's just really good to, to see that the offense is clicking, even if our defense is not as well as I wish it was, I wish it was a little bit better than it is going. But I mean, we'll take it. This is a very strong de- offensive-minded team, and at time defensive-minded team as well. So it's good to see the Jazz scoring 34 points on them. So let's get into the second quarter. The first three buckets for the Jazz come from inside the paint. So <laughs> it's like. All right, so first quarter we're going to score threes. Second quarter we're going to cram the paint, and it's working. I mean, they're they're adjusting it. I, I'm I'm just loving how this offensive sets are working. They're finding the open man. That is very unselfish jazz basketball. I think they had three or four players in the first quarter score six plus points, and that's very frustrating for a team because they just can't sit there and like for us just stop Giannis. And make the, uh, make everybody else beat us, and and for the Bucks, who are they going to stop? So, 
um, as I cried about last podcast, I'm going to say I cried because I did. I, I was a little butthurt about the last game. And uh, I, I, I re-listened to the podcast the morning before. I'm like, man, I was really mad. <laughs> I got the, some sleep off of it. I'm like, ah, we'll be we'll, we'll be okay. But it's just, uh, I just hate that stuff. Losing to teams we should beat. I just hate that stuff. So anyways, um, the Jazz are getting a bit better on the interior defense. I mean, there's still a lot of points getting scored in this quarter as well. I'm not liking it, but... I mean, we're putting up our offense's side as well, so it's not t- too needed. Uh, but then the Bucks' outside game just starts to heat up, and they go on an 8-0 run uh, with uh, some threes from Giannis and Lopez. And that's frustrating as well because, you know, Lopez, I think, only did one post move all game, and then the rest of the time he camps out of the three-point line. And that's how, how, that's how teams are going to beat Rudy Gobert in the Jazz defense is just camping out a really good three-pointer center on the edge opening up the lanes so they uh, and 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 i'm not addressing this i think quinn snyder at this timeout makes a very smart decision he's he brings in uh derek favors uh i actually had a question but by i believe it was jazz country um on uh on instagram and he asked do i think um, Quinn Snyder will play Rudy and Favors together, and I was thinking, well, no, I don't think so because it would just stifle the offense, and I think that's a lot of our problems these fat past few games is our offense will just get stifled and and stagnant, and uh, I mean, you got to admit it, Favors doesn't really stretch the floor, Bogey does, so Bogey's is of course a natural fit, and on the other side of the end, you have Favors in the center. And then you have Ingles, who who stretches out the floor as are big, even though he's a small forward. But um, seeing how Ingles is out, I was like, well, you know. Then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, on the on the defensive end, I mean, if the Jazz are just falling apart, it, it might be a good decision to throw him in there to uh, potentially cover Brook Lopez or Giannis, whoever is um, the hotter take and whoever is guarding that person better i mean if you have a few sets where Giannis is just destroying gobert maybe you have favors go on him or whatnot and and after this 8-0 run quinn snyder throws in um derek favors which is very rare to see those two on the floor and they did very well i was very happy uh with them playing together i don't think they um minimized the floor on the other side i think it actually increased shots inside the lane as well um, but as I'm, you know, thinking about this and everything, watching the game, Bogey does need to slow down a little bit on the interior driving because it's, it's really hurting him this season. Um, <laughs> I love typing stuff like that because then right after I type it, cause I make all these notes, you know, cause none of this is my head. I don't have a, I don't have a photographic memory where I remember every single play, <laughs> but, um, right as I write, write that Bogey drives in the lane, I'm like, ah, oh, great. I don't have to, I don't have to do, you know, say it again, but he makes this just amazing pass to Donovan Mitchell, or was it Royce O'Neal? Um, for a wide open three, makes it, I mean, just, it was Donovan Mitchell. And it just, great. I mean, that's just what needs to happen. Um, I think he's just a little bit rushed at, at, and guarded at the same time because of his hand. Um, 
I can't really say what he's thinking. I'm just guessing. And that may be it, is he's rushing but trying to protect himself at the same time. So he's a little bit sloppy. Sloppier than, you know, last year for sure. Um, but every time the Jazz gets up by six or more points, six, eight points, the Bucks so far this game have fought back and tied the game. And we're half through, halfway through the second right now, tied at 47. Um, Clarkson does a beautiful drive into the lane and crossovers uh, Augustine. And he falls down with a broken ankle. A broken ankle. Not Well, not literally. He just, he just fell over himself. <laughs> Um, but anyways, Clarkson is just on fire this game. He already has 23 points with 90 seconds left into this half. half. He, he is really taking control of this offense. He is making good shots. I mean, he's he's taken a bit more than than usual. But, uh, but I mean, we have Eagles out. Someone's got to step up. And he's really stepped up. Uh, the Bucks are really getting stifled by the Jazz defense for the past few minutes. And the offense is just clicking mainly due to Clarkson and Mitchell's aggressiveness. And uh, the Jazz almost went in the halftime with a double-digit lead. Then Giannis makes this incredible uh, bank shot three uh, halfway. You know, I think the Jazz let him get a little too close to the three-point line. Like, they didn't think he was going to make it. But he gets closer to the three-point line than they realized he was going to get. And he barely... Barely gets the shot off on time, but I mean, he, he gets it in. And the uh, Jazz are up 65 to 58. The defensive end was a little bit better from the Jazz this game. They still scored uh, two points over the 25 threshold that I'd like to see them stay under. But the Jazz scored their 31 offensive points. So um, overall, really good um, first half performance, especially from Clarkson, who's really stepped it up. Um, he scored all but two points from the bench unit. Uh, Favors is the only one who hit a, a 18 foot sh- shot from the the corner, and um, I, I just think he knew he what his job was to come in on the off the bench and really take aggression with Ingles being out. So after halftime, going into the third quarter, O'Neal's intense defensive intensity is just great. This game, he stops a huge. I think it was. I thought it was huge. It was a huge fast break. Um, he stripped the ball from Giannis, and uh, he just made sure that the Bucks didn't start the half with this mo- momentum. And then right after, he gets this three uh, wide open three point look, and he hits it. So I think that was a very big part into this game starting right aw- or into this half because I think it really sets the tone. It really. Uh, showed that the the Jazz aren't going to just fall over like they have in the last few games. And it was was just great. And also listening to my podcast last night, I talked about something about the... um, I I, I talked smack about O'Neal a little bit because, I mean, he just wasn't his defensive defensive self this past game. And and this game, man, just great. Um, but last game he wasn't, so I kind of rant and raved about it. I don't think that's too fair, but at the same time, it happened. But I, I said I was going to tell a story about the game. I realized I did it because I forgot about it. But I don't want to rant too much about that next game. But there was this point where the Jazz are down, I believe, by four or six. And they're trying to get an offensive rebound. And Royce O'Neal has two two steps ahead of the guy 
who uh, the Nick who's trying to get this offensive rebound. And if O'Neal would have got it, it would have been a fast break, and the Jazz would be down by two or four. He gets out beat like he did. It's like he jogged to get the basketball, and so he gets beat out for the rebound. And then I believe the Knicks score a three pointer from Austin Rivers, and that's what sealed the game. So that's what really made him bad. Never told that story from last game. So anyways, here it is in a Bucks game. I'm sorry for bringing it up, O'Neal, but this game. Just beautiful from O'Neal so far. Um, Giannis really hits the hard, uh, the the floor hard after trying to block a Gobert after a pump fake, and it does not look good at all. I mean, the dude was at least six feet in the air, horizontal to the floor, parallel, I guess if you want to call it the right way, and it's like he he lands on his hip, just you know, just smacks it, and I thought he was out. Like he could have. You know, maybe uh, got a stress fracture. You know, it just looked really bad, and um, I, and but thankfully he's all right because after after the break he he comes back on the floor. Um, hopefully there's nothing wrong with him. Hopefully he's good, and because um, for the rest of the game he doesn't seem too. He's very aggressive still, which is you got to give props to him for playing injured. But hopefully. They don't do a post game checkup on him and find something, um, find something concerning and and you know potentially missing games because th- this man is is a very passionate basketball player and that's why I love to see and I'd hate to see him off the floor. So, anyways, so he's back in the game. So, um, uh, kind of a sigh of relief, thinking you know, oh great that you know they're. They're out. They're out of Giannis, and and hopefully he's not out for the season. And it it honestly looked that bad. That's how hard he hit the floor. Um, the start of this quarter is a lot more intense than last game. The Jazz look on look uh, are continuing to really attack on both ends. They're doing really good defensive stuff. They're turning over the ball, and on the other side, they're they're making their passes. They're, they're, there really hasn't been too many turnovers. There was one point during this quarter where. They got a little bit sloppy. I think they did two turnovers in a row. I'm like, oh, great, here we go. And then they they buttoned it up. So after the Giannis fall, the Bucks seemed to get a lot more physical and cut the score to four points um, and really just hitting hard in the paint. Um, the Bucks are just, you know, <laughs> hawing at the rest any chance they can whenever they don't get a call. Even though they're the real aggressors this game, the Jazz really haven't. They've been very aggressive, at least far more aggressive than they were last game. But anyways, the, we, we see the Jazz up halftime, uh, leading 82-87. to 87. Um, And then another T for the Jazz, just the first one this game, was the same old story. You know, uh, O'Neal hits a three-pointer, and he does his little three-pointer glasses, which he did during the next one. They were down by 10. I'm like, dude, don't, don't do that. But <laughs> they're up, so whatever. Um, and he does that, and they call him for taunting. I mean, um, again, 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 call it for both sides. Call it. If you're going to call taunting, call it for both sides because there sure was taunting on the other side. There's one point where um, Clarkson got the po- ball poked from him, and it could have looked like it was off the Jazz, but it was really off the Bucks. And so Clarkson clapped. 
and then Brooke Lopez gets, you know, right behind his ear and claps in front of his ear, and the rest looking right at him. And, you know, that's taunting, you know, it really is. But they don't get the T. That's what really frustrates me is there has to be equal representation on both sides, what the standard is. And you can't set one standard for one team and not follow through on the other. And it seems like it's happening all season with the Jazz. Um, anyways, the Jazz just can't pull away thanks to Drew Holiday and Middleton just hitting their threes. The perimeter, the man, the perimeter defense isn't as great as it was in the first quarter by far. Um, they're really letting three pointer uh, shots or three point shots get open. Um, but anyways, Donovan Mitchell is just amazing this quarter. He's really taking charge. He's hitting his shots. And he's really visualizing the court well as well. There's one where he gets the rebound and he just throws a lob pass all the way down to Boyan, who is just wide open down there, cherry picking. And uh, that's just great court vision. It really is. Um, just love seeing that back. I, I think that's the first time I've really seen him throw a pass like that this this season where he's throwing it across the whole court. But um, I believe he had 14 points just this in this quarter alone total. I didn't write it down because... Uh, at that point, it was 14 points, um, but I think he scored a, a few more because it just seems like Mitchell and Middleton this quarter, uh, both players are just the offensive plug, and the defense is is actually not too bad for what the score says. Um, I'd say they're not too bad, even though they're you know both teams only scored 40 points this quarter. Um, it's it's still very aggressive and intense defense. They're just not not they're not always hitting open shots, but a lot of times there's a lot of shots that are hitting that are are very well contested as well. So after this explosive quarter, the Jazz are up one hundred four to ninety six, and they led again this quarter uh, thirty nine to thirty eight as far as total points. So of course just <laughs> this. Very offensive game, and all it takes is just one team. Just one team to get a cold streak. And this game could be over for any team right now. Even though the Jazz come in, you know, up eight points. It, it could be any, any, you know, anyone's game. So, getting the fourth quarter after this furious third quarter by both teams, we only see three points to total from the Jazz. There's a three-pointer made with three minutes through this quarter. So, just nothing. So, both teams really hit... This cold dry spell that I was afraid for of, but I'm glad it, you know, at least it happened. I'm kind of upset that, you know, that we didn't take charge of this opportunity of shutting down the, the um, Bucks for um, three plus minutes. I think it was a little bit longer. I think it was like four minutes into the quarter with no points. Um, and at that, at that point, you really got to take advantage. You know, you get defensive stops, you get the re defensive rebound. The Jets are not letting the Bucks get offensive rebounds, even with Brooke Lopez and Giannis in there crashing the boards all the time. And just looking at the game, I'm noticing that anybody inside the three-point line for the Jazz are boxing out. They're finding their players, they're boxing them out, and they're getting the boards. So just... I, I think that was a great adjustment during shoot-around that they talked about today because they finally got a shoot-around and, and um, being able to get out and work a little bit on a few things as a team together instead of going into the game with a plan and not seeing it on the court will really help the visualization of how the game should go. So 
this game, the outward confidence of Mitchell is just glowing. He just has that look. He runs different. He he jumps on his jump shot different. Um, he drives to the lane completely different. Just a completely different player when he has that, um, I want to try, like, leer. He has this leer that he just has when he is in the zone. And he is in the zone this game, and it's great to see. The Jazz go on the 12-0 run total, so they score nine more points to beginning this half, and they build the lead up to 20 points. I mean, where was this team? Where was it? We've seen it three times now this season against the Blazers, the Spurs, and now the Bucks, And it's not a fluke. It's, it's not a fluke. I mean, if it was the Blazers, you know, first game fluke. It was this San Antonio, okay, not a very good team. You know, against the Bucks. like, this is a really good team. And this just is not a fluke. I mean, I know the Jazz can hit on all cylinders and, and perform really good basketball and be able to find the offensive man who is, who is hot this game. And there should be at least one player that's, you know, in, on this roster who's hot. And if there isn't, just give it to Rudy, who's freaking six foot five, or sorry, seven foot five, seven foot ten, and just have him dunk it in. You know, if he gets angry enough, he'll start being aggressive on the dunks. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we got to find something that is is consistent because that's the that's the real thing that we got to talk about is this this team needs to be consistent. And, I mean, Buckets O'Neal is back. He's hitting huge threes and making his his three-eyed goggles and responding. And this this was uh, a responding to a Buck 6-0 run where it felt like the moment, momentum was starting to shift again like it did that next game. Even though they're down by 18, it felt like, that, especially coming into the third quarter, the Knicks had all the momentum from the get-go. And I'm like... Uh, that hopefully we just don't let off the gas and they didn't they didn't really let off the gas this half there's gonna be runs in basketball on both sides um except for that nets game <laughs> but um and it, it, it it's mainly the reason why they won the game it's they never let off the gas um bench is clear not fight wise not malice in the palace bench is clear but everyone just gets out we get to see uh sam merrill from bountiful high school who played with the utah state uh, Aggie basketball and he's plays for the Bucks, and he has yet to miss a three I believe this season um, just a great pickup from the Bucks. I was kind of jealous we didn't get him but um, anyways when the bench is clear uh, the bench units come up 124 to 112 is the score um, after that Bogey makes this huge Donovan Mitchell doesn't like dunk he just drives in the lane and he just finishes it hard so hopefully his wrist isn't sore because he 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 made donovan mitchell just jump over this barrier because he dunked it so hard and it i mean it was over third string players okay whatever but it's bogey man um and yeah now he went over to joe ingles after he he got it called out because uh he was shooting free throws when they they cleared the bench so he wasn't you know out of the game by then and he probably told Joe Ingles how to jump <laughs> because they were both laughing about it. So, uh, anyways, the Jazz win this game, one thirty-one to one eighteen. Um, this is the team we know. the The only issue that, or well, this is the team we know and expect how they should play and how they should win. Very, 
very organized basketball is, is what we saw tonight. The only issue I have with this game is that we played very well. And we'll get into the notes of the game where I kind of criticize the worst player of the game and then go into our three best players of the game. Um, but the Jazz played very well. Very well. And they couldn't put the Bucks away until halfway through the fourth. And the Bucks weren't playing that well. They were playing good. Um, Drew Holiday was non-existent the first half, it felt like. I honestly thought Drew Holiday... Uh, was sitting out this game. <laughs> That's how it felt like. Um, but I, they weren't playing their basketball, I believe. And that's concerning. To me, that's concerning. We were clicking on all cylinders. Um, the Bucks got still got to their average. They got 118. I believe their average is 120 points per game. Um, that is not good enough, I think. I think for us to beat this team if we face them in the finals, which would be a good... If we do go to the finals because we'd go to the finals if we play like this opposite of what I said last game <laughs> but uh, if we do play this team we, we gotta we gotta keep them under 100 really to have a chance because there's no uh, our, our defense is our offense we get a good stop for some reason when we make a basket on the other end most of the time I mean for the first I think three games we had issues with that but the last few games, whenever we got a very good defense stop, our trans our transition offense was a lot better than it was the first few games, and this game as well. So that's really the only issue, uh, and that's like kind of Nick picking it. the The defensive too uh, was kind of sloppy, but the the pace of the game was very very high. I think the Bucks controlled the pace, um, which we can't have either. I think we need to control the pace. We need to set the tone for the game. And um, if we slow down the game, I, I think we would have held the Bucks below 100 points, but we wouldn't score 131 either. So, anyways, let's get into some stats that I've noticed that I kind of want to talk about. So, three-pointers made. We hit 25 three-pointers, a Jazz all-time record uh, in a game ever. I think the record before this season... Uh, was done in overtime and we've already broke uh, no we didn't break the record we um we almost we almost broke the, or tied the record in san antonio so um 47 three-pointers i believe to win games jazz got to shoot 40 40 percent um we hit over 50 percent in field goals uh so we shot a little bit better inside the paint or inside the the three-point line um but um, uh, another thing that we got to do is out rebound, which we did 50 to 45. Um, and we only turned it, at, turned it over t 10 times. Um, and the bucks turned it over 12. So it's not like a big statistical category, but for the jazz, 10 turnovers is very, very good. <laughs> it's very good. Not to, not to say 16 or 18 or 22, like I thought was last game. Um, but the big, big thing that I've noticed, and I did a little bit more research after this game, was assists on the game. So we had 31 assists total this game on 49 baskets made. 49 made field goals. So we're finding the open man. Um, what does this mean? So why is this important? Is is your question, or you, you know, or you don't care? But you're gonna listen to me anyways. <laughs> but 
Um, what's important is every single Jazz win, besides the Thunder, where they only won by one point, and we should have beat them by a lot more, uh, the Jazz had 60% of their field goals made off coming off an assist. So the Jazz are passing the ball every single game. Um, even, even the Thunder was a higher percentage mark than the losing games. Every single game the Jazz lost was 50% or below. I think there's one that was like 50.8%, but basically 50% or below. So to me, ball movement is the key. Finding that open man. I mean, the Knicks game is kind of a bad example because how can you get an assist if your wide open player is not making their shots? Um, I think the Knicks game was a fluke uh, as far as shooting-wise. Same with the Brooklyn Knicks, uh, with Kyrie just being so hot that game and really demoralizing the Jazz early, which they shouldn't get demoralized. They can fight back through anything. Um, I think that's the main main component to this game. So let's go into the F notes and the C note, B note, A note, whatever. Uh, the F note is the worst player of the game. So our F note was Rudy Gobert. Not the game, not his game. He had five blocks or whatever. He he was great this game, except for his free throw performance. He was one for four on the free throw line, and he had an air ball on one. Like, come on, man. Let's let's get that three point shot up a little bit more, you know. And uh, so I, that's my really only criticism. And I told myself at the beginning of the season, no matter how well we play, I'm always going to put F note for somebody to improve. But who am I going to do? The only one I was going to do, Elijah Woods, for missing a three. But he, he made a really good assist to Azubuki. I mean, what are you going to do in one minute? <laughs> and, and that's why I was going to put it. It's like, oh, well, he missed a three. But um, no. It was it was a very well rounded playing game, and that's again why I'm a little bit concerned that we didn't put put away the Bucks very early with how well we played. Um, everybody scored in the in the positives for the plus minus, except for our bench unit, which was like a minus two or something. So, I mean, overall, they did very well. So, um, I'm not too concerned about having to put an F note. So even though I kind of prom promised myself I think this game is an outlier, there was not one player for me to criticize. I can't even criticize Niang. Niang, Niang shot well this game, and he 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 ran down to, for a rebound, and you know he, he did a very good defensive move. I think he got blocked too. Um, that's how he got that rebound. But no F note this game. Except for Rudy Gobert's free throw, and it's not going to count towards the end when I start to stack up who our MVP this season was. Because our MVP isn't just overall stats. It's whoever contribu contributed and impacted the game the most is how I'm going to select my MVP. So I'm going to take all these notes and whatnot and say, this is our note. This is our, you know, B note for the year. So our note is going to be our MVP for the team, at least for me. And, I mean... Why am I doing this? Because it doesn't matter because no one really, or not no one, but um, it's not like the Jazz are going to pay attention to what I'm doing. Uh, I, I mean, I'm doing this every time, so hopefully I can get a little bit, you know, uh, 
bigger and be able to hear your inputs too because I do take a lot of people's inputs in the game because it widens my perspective because I have a certain perspective of how the game should be ran but if I get somebody else's perspective it really does open my eyes so I, I listen to input all the time um, and a lot of times I, I put other people's thoughts in this podcast um, so anyways uh, let's get into our C note of the game Jay Clark or <laughs> what is it Jordan Clarkson with 26.6 rebounds, two assists, one blocks, uh, one block. Not that's, that's bad English. And plus and minus plus 16. Um, know what you're thinking? Jordan Clarkson, C note. The third best player of the game is Jordan Clarkson, who had a great game. That's how this game was. I mean, it was very. It was kind of hard to pick in order of how how I'm going to do this. I, I did go through my analytics and said, you know, I'm going to select this person as the A note, B note, and C note. That helped me a little bit. But Jordan Clarkson as the C note of the game, this is like A note stuff, you know, in, in our normal games. That's how well the Jazz played. Uh, I mean, I had to leave. I had to leave out uh, um, Conley, who played very well this game. I had to leave. Boyan, who got us our quiet 20 points. It's not so quiet anymore because we know he's been suffering through. So it was his standard quiet 20 points. Um, so that's pretty crazy. So B-note of the game is Royce O'Neal with 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block. Just a defensive juggernaut this game. And it was just, mm, just really great to see you know after especially you know it's just shutting me up from last podcast so i'm happy sorry royce for lost lost podcast for calling you out um just yeah just his his he was a lot more active this game and that's why i love seeing and i love love seeing buckets o'neill back and then our a note of the game is gonna go to no other than donovan mitchell 32 points Seven assists, five rebounds, one block, plus and minus, plus 15. So I'm going to kind of go into why I selected it this way. In accordance with my analytics, Royce O'Neal actually beat out Donovan Mitchell on the A note of the game. As far as like my total points that I put in my analytics. But this game, Donovan Mitchell took control of the game. And he really set up the jazz for this win he was he was the no so, so i mean even though my analytics go in there sometimes just overall demeanor and performance and and passion that went into that game which i'm not saying royce didn't i'm just saying that it was there mitchell was there and he was a primary reason why we started off so early and he was present all game he didn't take any time off um royce o'neill only got his points on the three-point shot, um, but he, I mean, he still distributed the ball very well, rebounded the ball very well, uh, active on the defensive end, um, and I. Uh, but just Donovan Mitchell, man, just that look in his eye, whenever he decides to take control, <laughs> and that's what's so frustrating. It's like, why are you deciding now? That I mean, it would have been nice to quarter again, but I mean, it is what it is. But this game. Very well. I mean, this is the first game where none of the players had a negative in my analytics as far as points go. Even Oni had three points on my analytics. So um, usually I have someone that's negative, and that's it's really helps for me picking someone. 
But anyways, thanks for listening to my podcast. Hopefully you're still around and still listening. I am very tired. Um, <laughs> at least I'm happy this podcast. Am I right? Um, and anyway, so uh, I, I am thanking you and I'm about to send you off and I haven't updated you about the scoreboard. So right now the, the Lakers just beat the Bulls 117-115 like it just barely ended. So if I can see the time that I finish this. The Suns lose the Pistons, one ten to one hundred five. Um, we're playing the Pistons next, <laughs> so hopefully they're not keeping any secrets there because I believe they're only like two of five or something or one of five when I last checked. They weren't doing so hot. So, but I mean, everyone has their off games. I mean, we saw it in Brooklyn, right? Um, Celtics beat the Thunder. Oh, sorry, my thing scrolled weird. The Thunder beat the, beat the Knicks like we should have. Pelicans, again, disappointing me, losing to the Hornets. The Rockets just obliterate the magic, 132-90. to 90. Um, Not 190-90. Um, Grizzlies beat the Nets, 115-110, to 110, so they're not indestructible. The Warriors beat the Clippers, 115-105, to 105, bouncing back from the loss, uh, I think, last night or the night before. And uh, the Raptors beat the Kings 144 to 123. So how are we looking in the standings right now? Now that all the games are done on the Western Conference side, we are sitting at number four seed by ourselves with Dallas, Portland, Golden State, San Antonio, and Oklahoma City at, all at four and four. Um, I mean, this this is just going to be a very very competitive Western Conference. Um, I mean, we have the Denver Nuggets as the third worst team in our conference right now, and we ain't—we uh, know they ain't the f- the third worst team. So, if that gives you a concept of why I got so angry last podcast about this isn't the time to make the excuse that it's too early and we'll bounce back, these teams can bounce back as well. I mean, they're not gonna sit there and roll over. It's like, oh. It's the Jazz's time to bounce back. No, it's not going to happen that way. Um, that's why I was I was very frustrated. I think we should be. I think we should have three more wins than we have. I think we should only have one one, one loss, um, and that's to the net or the Nets. Oh, I I actually I honestly believe we should have beat the Nets. Um, so I I think we, you know, the only game we should have lost was that Suns game because that's a good team, but with Kyrie out, Dinwiddle out, there's no excuse. We we got blown out with him, but it happened. Let me stop crying about it. But anyways, we're four, five and four now, so back to our winning record. <laughs> Let's keep it up. Um, we'll be in Detroit and Seattle. I won't be in Detroit. <laughs> I'll be here on my couch watching them in Detroit. But, um, yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for listening. Give me a follow, uh, comment, uh, private message if you want, because I, I talk to people on the, the private messages on Instagram as well about the jazz. Um, that's where I really talk about people or talk about the team because I think some people don't like downloading their thoughts on to the broad the broad podcast or the 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 broad broadcast. Wow, that's that was dumb to say, but I think they don't like putting it on there because then you'll have um, these jazz haters that always come on and just troll your Instagram account, and I don't think they want to defend themselves. So I understand that as well. So I do answer direct messages as well. Um, I. So, you know, I'm feel feel free to tell me what I need to do better on this podcast because I am not uh, the only feedback I get is like, oh, it's great. You know, I love it. 
I listen to it every time, but um, there's, you know, even if the sound, like, hey, can you turn off that furnace that's on right now, which it's on right now, <laughs> uh, just just certain things, because if it doesn't bug you, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and let my house get cold um, while I'm recording the podcast, but if it does bug you or bug the listeners, I will uh, just make an accommodation to just set it lower for a little bit, and then once I'm done, I'll just raise it back up, so just anything like that. Um, even some other things that you want to hear, like do you want to hear a little bit more in depth on the stats? Um, I think that's the direction I started going into because I was analyzing each player's performance at the end of the game. I, I was doing it at halftime and at the end of the game. Then I decided that doesn't really matter. Um, let's get into because I talk about it in the the notes of the game. Um, so I'm getting a little bit more into analytics. That's why I came up with the assist ratio. And I am mumbling and rambling along, and you're still here and wanting to get this podcast over. Or, or maybe you're not. Maybe you have a longer drive and, you know, you want to uh, listen to it if you're going to work or whatnot. So, anyways, thanks again for listening. Please, please let me know <laughs> what you think about this podcast, and I will definitely listen to your input. I do take constructive criticism very well, and I would love to improve it. Um, uh, I already have some insights of what I can do to my Instagram page to make it a little bit better and I'm going to try to do that either today or next podcast and uh, I'm excited you know I'm excited to continue forward definitely getting a lot more listens per per game I think it's doubled since um, since definitely like the third or fourth game it's doubled since then and what's nice about it is people will go back to the previous games too and kind of boost up my scores too so anyways thanks for listening i love it i i'm I'm glad that people are are taking an interest into this that i'm not just sitting here wasting the air in my house (laughs) talking to this empty microphone because it's not empty on the other side and i do appreciate your support i am not going to get into ads as well um so as the time comes if i get a, a lot of a lot of uh um uh, a lot of uh, what am I trying to say a lot of listeners and that opportunity does come up um, which it might be coming up soon um, I probably won't do any ads so that, that'll probably be a good thing for you and if I do I'll do it at the very end of the podcast so you can just tune me out um, because I know how much that, that sucks to hear an ad before or during or at, even though it's the end of the podcast but if I do an ad I'm going to let you know why I'm doing ads it's going to probably you know, maybe I need a, a different audio equipment that I like to purchase through with an ad sponsorship or whatnot. But that's, again, way down the line. I don't think I'm really going to hit it this season. I might hit it at the end of the season if everything goes well. But anyways, I'm rambling again. I need to let you go. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, thank you. I'll talk to you Saturday or Sunday night when we play the Detroit Pistons. And uh, that's going to go on through our road game and then after that we'll play cleveland washington and finally be home so thanks for listening um and hope you have a great week or or a couple days a great weekend really and as always go jazz